Can God still love us even in the midst of failure? In essence, can God still love a failure? We're going to talk about it today. Well, welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a ministry based on the Beatitudes where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, our hangups and habits, and even repair some of those relationships in our lives so that we can ultimately get back to living out the purpose that he has for us in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism, and my name is Rodney, and so grateful that you're joining us on this podcast. Uh, we're just trying uh, to reach more people, and we hope that you will uh, share this with other people and, and uh, that this is a valuable time for you. But uh, today's topic uh, to me is a critical one, and if you're listening, I think uh, maybe it will resonate in your heart as it has in mine. Um, this idea of understanding how do we see ourselves? What is the label that we put on ourselves in the midst uh, of our failures? And so we want to unpack that. And I've got a couple of dear brothers with me today, uh, Michael and David, who are worship leaders for Celebrate Recovery at the Rogers and Fayetteville campus. And uh, welcome, guys. Glad you're here with us today. Glad to be here. Yeah. So why don't you guys introduce yourself uh, as you do in recovery, and, and we'll jump into a great conversation. Yeah, so I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with sexual addiction, codependency. Depression and food issues, and my name is Michael. Hey, Michael. And I'm David, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, struggle with anger, codependency, and depression. David. Hey, David. So, guys, we were talking about this, and just as we talked about it, it's like, man, we could talk for hours on this, and maybe we'll bring back a, a couple uh, podcasts on this. But this idea of, um, you know, some of those, those ingrained things, and David, you and I were talking about this, just some of those early day um, ingrained messages when you don't get it just right, that performance mentality, uh, feeling like a failure and, and maybe, maybe God's done with me kind of a mindset, but what we were talking about that, what's some of those things that jump out at you? Yeah, it's kind of funny. One of my earliest memories and, and I loved my church that I grew up in, but we had, uh, we had what we call offering envelopes. And uh, you had five things you could check on your offering envelope. And one was like studied my Sunday school lesson, mm. memorized a, a verse, brought an offering, attending morning worship. You know, it was like these little things. And then you, you, you would do a percentage. And at the end of that, you added up your percentage. Wow. And I've shared about this so many times in my step studies because it's like, man, that became kind of this measuring stick almost of how good am I in God's eyes? Am I 100% this week? Yeah. Or did I just score 60? You know, and if I just scored 60, Oh, wow. Not I feeling mean, real good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. And how, <laughs> how does God feel about me now? How you know? old were you when you, what's your earliest memory of that? Oh man, I had to be definitely junior high school for wow. sure. You know? Yeah. Wow. And that was every Sunday you filled out your offering envelope, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. So, you know, we kind of have an idea. I think I have an idea of how that makes me feel. Just you saying <laughs> that I can feel it kind of coming up in my gut, but mm. what, what, how did you make sense of that? How do you walk away from that? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, still, 
yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle even now. We were talking earlier, you know, it's like, how do you unlearn those belief patterns? Because even beyond that, um, there were, were some men in my life um, who, you know, under the umbrella of discipleship, some really helped me to live beyond that, but some really reinforced that. Mm. And, um, and then some things just that I was exposed to both in college and then after college, just kind of reinforced that thing of, man, if you do these things, you are, whoo, God must really love you Mm. and you are scoring points with him. But if you're not doing these things, then you're kind of second class in his eyes. And so um, what I've had to do through the years is just battle that with, man, is God's God's love truly unconditional? Mm. Is his mercy and grace truly unconditional? Or even as a believer who accepted Christ at 11 years old, fighting that thing of, you know, well, yeah, does God still love me? I mean, Mm. I didn't have, have to perform to get salvation, but now do I have to perform to keep it? Yeah. Or to keep his love intact. Yeah. And I think to that point, talking about his love, his mercy, like I think so much of my life has been spent focused on what I do or do not do and not what he's done, Mm. you know, not his love, his mercy, his grace. And it's just, I get so hyper-focused on, okay, did I do this? Did I not do that? And it's all about me. Yeah. Very self-centered kind of this, my actions for, for better, or for worse. Yeah. And, and, and I'm so inconsistent, but God is very consistent. And am I focusing on him? Yeah. It's confusing because, mm. you know, we talk about faith without works is dead, right? So sometimes we, we take that to the extreme and, and I think it, yeah, it's a distortion of what the gospel message mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah. Like this, instead of what, what can Christianity um, do for for me? Um, how is that changing me? How will that uh, overflow out of me? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, what do I need to do for Christianity? Mm-hmm. That's like, ugh, that, that sounds a little <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, if you feel that way, then you're like, man, I need to do something really grandiose. I need to pull off something that's going to yeah. get published. You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that balance of... Man, what we do matters. What I do matters, but but it but but I got to realize that it's what God's done that truly matters. Yeah. And finding that mm. balance uh, is is hard. Yeah. So people, I mean, just that's how that's kind of the narrative more often than not that people walk through the doors of Celebrate Recovery. I'm guessing mm-hmm. you guys walk probably walked in with that. I know mm. I did. Yeah. Just that. Um, even that idea when you were talking, that idea of I've got to get things together. I need to perform so that I can come be a part of this body of Christ. And mm-hmm. so I'll get it together, maybe at least heavier on the good side than the bad side. And then I can join this club called mm-hmm. Christianity, the church. And that's completely different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking right now, just the message, I'm not enough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's part of this this false messaging in my head is is even in the context of having been in recovery now for 12 years and leading worship you know there's always that message that i fully believe is a message from the enemy that you're just you're still not enough you're still not enough you know um and so 
It's interesting, kind of flashing back to those early years I shared with you earlier, Rodney, an old song. I never really knew the verses of the song. All I remember was the chorus, and it's, thanks, George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Uh, this is, and, the, and this song said, God's going to get you for that. God's going to get you for that. There's no mm-hmm. place to run and hide, for he knows where you're at. God's going to get you for that. Every wrong thing that you do, God's going to get you for that. So there was kind of, and it reminded me of the old Santa Claus narrative, right? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows <laughs> that you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness yeah, sake, you know? Or else. So yeah. So yeah. it's like, man, if I can't even pull it off for Santa Claus, uh, wow, God, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do it for God. So it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. that thing of just how we're instilled with this false message whether it's through a, a fictitious character of Santa Claus mm. or a fictional mm. uh, perspective on God, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a fear based mindset. Mm-hmm. If you don't do enough, if you don't perform, you're not going to be accepted. You're not going to be acceptable. Mm-hmm. And and the the tough thing and we may do a future podcast on this but just that idea of perfectionism and mm-hmm. we become very rigid with ourselves even self-judgmental which brings up anxiety and and the it can't help but overflow if that's the gospel message that i'm taking in personally it can't help but pour out onto other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. around me have you seen that play out in your life michael well i know we were talking earlier about how um you know i i, I lead a cell group of high school guys on wednesday nights and one of the things i talk to them a lot about is kind of the three most important relationships in our life mm-hmm. and it's our relationship with god our relationship with others and mm-hmm. we all oftentimes know those relationships but then there's a third one that's really important is our relationship with ourself mm. and i know for me my relationship with myself has has been pretty rocky uh and just how do i view myself mm. how do i think of myself in lieu of god's grace of god's mercy of who i am in christ mm. i think about the song who you say i am uh, i mean there's a whole song just written about who God says we are. And Mm. there's this book, uh, an author, and uh, I love this quote. It says, your view of you is the greatest commentary on your view of God. Mm. And so how do I view myself? Do I view myself as a failure, as a loser, as someone who is the sum of all of my worst decisions in my life? Yeah. Or do I view myself as a sum of what God did for me on, mm. on the cross on Calvary 2000 years ago? And me simply saying, all right, I believe that I receive you, Jesus. Mm. Um, then it all shifts yeah. who I am, uh, how God sees me, uh, and who I'm maturing into. Mm. And that sanctification process of me slowly becoming more and more like Christ. And so I think for me, it's just played out in, how do I view myself? Do do when I hear the lie of the enemy that that hang up, you know, the hurt hang up habit cycle. When I hear the hang up, do I go to scripture and say, no, I'm I'm not a failure in Christ. I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm forgiven. And yeah, I think that's interesting. And in, if you missed uh, our previous podcast, go back and watch it because Andy and I were kind of unpacking that cycle that you described. Mm-hmm. But I think that the hang ups. Um, it's not just about white knuckling our way toward just positive thinking. Mm. That's what I love about the celebrate recovery mm. process is it is it trying to understand the good reasons why I'm believing what I believe. 
about myself and when did I start first believing that mm. it's kind mm-hmm. of, that's kind of getting to some pain points in our story right even mm. the back in the early church days you love your church and we're not shaming your church right. absolutely and that's kind of what our inventory process is we're not shaming our family if they hurt us one of the most mm. honorable things we can do is be honest about how their actions affected us we love and care for them but we have to be honest about how it impacted mm-hmm. us but mm-hmm. Some of those pain points from your early days in life in the church. Yeah, and and you have to undo those ways of thinking, you know, um, kind of like deprogramming, <laughs> you know. And and, and as, as Michael was mentioning that, just the song who you say, and I was thinking so many times I've thought, God, thanks for letting me be a worship leader because, mm. uh, first of all, I – for me, my experience with with communion with the Lord seems to happen most in the context of music, whether that's privately at home or in the context of, of, of worshiping with others and leading worship, because I feel like so many times at CR, it's like, man, leading is one thing, but even more preaching to myself the truth, mm-hmm. singing to myself the truth. Yeah. It's so yeah. important. And it's the truth that comes from from the word of God. Like you said, it's not just positive thinking, but I need the truth that God gives. And so just kind of a sidebar, you know, this whole idea uh, of, of being uh, trapped maybe in those old patterns of thinking, I have to undo those. I have mm-hmm. to replace those. And whether that's through, you know, what I read uh, through or through memorizing some scriptures specifically about the heart of God for me, which... Um, you know, there's something I'll share about later with that or uh, or just songs, songs that feed that truth mm-hmm. into my mm-hmm. mind. Right. Because you may have grown up with God. God's going to get you for that. So you're yeah. like, you need a different song. Right. You need a different <laughs> yeah. song to sing to your heart and to your head. Which is why worship is so critical. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. But, yeah, just that feeding my brain with my heart, uh, I think. I can't remember exactly where it is, but just that the old King James is one I memorized, but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. that worship impacts the heart, which affects the brain, Yeah, affects the thinking. I remember doing a Devo one time showing a, it was basically a hamburger with a face, you know, and it's like, just <laughs> you are what you eat. But it's like, well, actually, <laughs> even more so, you are what you think. You yeah. really are, mm. you know, mm. so... Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I first came on staff about three and a half years ago, um, one of the, our kind of core worship team members, uh, was, she was just talking about why she, she loves worship. And, uh, one of the things she said was, you know, talking about herself, but just people in CR, it's like, we hear so many lies throughout the week. Um, but Friday night is a chance for us to sing truth yeah. over people. Yeah. And just, that's a really cool opportunity. the brain. Yeah, and yeah. and and there's something powerful about music and the connections it creates in our mind, and yeah. and so I, I agree with you, David, 100. percent Like when I'm singing, it's it's just as much to me uh, mm-hmm. because I need to re- a reminder of that I'm chosen. You know, I'm forgiven. I am who you say I am. Mm. Those kind of truths. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Even in my training that I've learned in in other settings, the just thinking about hopelessness, you know, hopelessness is kind of rooted in grief and loss. And Mm. so some of those core beliefs are connected to some significant grief and loss in our life. Mm -hmm. And hopelessness, as I've learned is, is not just an emotion, but it can also become our strategy. 
right? Mm. If, if I can just cut off hope and just stay in this mindset that's familiar, although miserable, then maybe I won't feel any, any greater pain, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So what was beautiful about Celebrate Recovery is, is it helps us to start um, introducing new ideas and possibilities that maybe I don't have to stay in this place, that maybe I am lovable, Mm-hmm. Maybe I am acceptable, um, that God is not, he, he sees me, he's going to meet me where I am, but, um, but he's not going to get me as that mm-hmm. song lyric, right? <laughs> yeah. He actually just wants to draw us back to himself. David, you were going to read something. Well, yeah, it, just like Michael, one of the books I've been reading lately, it's just been talking so much about the mercy of Christ toward me, mm. um, and one of the the lines, uh, and I as I do now, most books that I read, if you looked in the margin, there's a whole lot of times I just put CR, CR, <laughs> yeah. CR, because that's, man, you know. And it says, whether we've been sinned against or we've sinned ourselves into misery, the Bible says that God is not tight-fisted with his mercy, but open-handed, not frugal, but lavish, not poor, but rich. That God is rich in mercy means that your regions of deepest shame and regret are not hotels through which divine mercy passes, but homes in which divine mercy abides. And this is the sentence that, man, I underlined and I put, wow. Mm. Here's the sentence. It means the things about you that make you cringe most make him hug hardest. Mm. And I thought, my gosh, because all I tend to focus on are just, man, here's where I'm failing. Here's Mm. where I'm not measuring up. It's not enough. And those things make me cringe. But instead, the Lord's looking at me and going, come over here. Get a big hug from me because I love mm. you, boy. Yeah, I know you're not perfect, but I, I loved you that way before you even knew it. And that's the beauty of the gospel. Wow. I love that. That's good. Well, I want to keep keep on that thought when we come back. I love that that imagery of hugging. So we're going to take just a super quick break. and we come back, we'll continue that conversation and maybe even turn the corner on practical ways that we can begin to rewire that thinking. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a Celebrate Recovery meeting, we would love to have you at Fellowship Fayetteville or Fellowship Rogers on Friday nights. We meet at the same times on both campuses on Friday nights, starting at 6 p.m. with a meal. And then we have a time of worship and life change stories and truth based on God's word. Or maybe Fridays don't work for you. We've got some other great groups in Northwest Arkansas um, that we'd love for you to take part in. Or maybe you just need an additional meeting. Uh, If you'd like more information on the surrounding groups or you just want to learn more about Fellowship uh, Fayetteville Celebrate Recovery or Rogers Celebrate Recovery, go to fellowshipcr.org and learn more about that. And we hope to see you on a Friday night very soon. Come and see us. We'd love to have you. Well, guys, it's been a really cool conversation so far, and I want to kind of and David, you were kind of painting a great picture of just that, that hugging mm-hmm. us, that the greater the sin, I think you said that the stronger and tighter the hug, <laughs> what yeah. a cool picture. What's that look like in, in David's life? Ooh, man. Um, you know, I think for me, um, it, first of all, I didn't, I didn't really grow up with that kind of intimacy in mind as far mm. as the father. Yeah. Um, mm. And so I've, I've had to learn and still learning how can, can I let God love me 
Mm. that deeply, that honestly, without reserve, you know? And, um, and so it's a learning process for me. There's things that jump out in my mind that have come across, you know, through, through books and through the word that have helped to reinforce that for me. You know, one quote, I remember, I love Rich Mullins, his music, and and some guys who influenced him. You know, he kind of would re- regurgitate some truths that that helped him work through some of these same kinds of struggles. Mm. And one was that, hey, uh, not only does Jesus love you, he likes you. You know, and I've <laughs> really? I've been trying to what? to just. It's funny to to hear that statement and go, wow, can I believe that that God likes me? Mm. Does he like me? And and another one was, you know. Um, he can never love you more than he does now. And he can never love you any less than he does now. And mm. what, what does that mean? It's like, well, his love is constant. Then there's no diminishing or it can't grow any greater than it is. It's like, it's this vast, endless well of love that I, whether I know it or not, and will acknowledge it or not, I live and am engulfed in that. And would I just, would I just let myself bathe in that and believe that, that if I fail today, if I relapse today, that that doesn't knock down the intensity of God's love, you know, mm-hmm. 12 yeah. notches and I lose more hair today because I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I failed. Uh, but instead, no, same constant love, same father who wants to say, come over here, mm-hmm. come over here. Yeah. I want to hug you. I want to love you. Yeah. And can I receive that? Yep. It's like mm-hmm. they have good reasons not to trust that fully because maybe we've been let down by some other people and yeah. I don't know how to take that in. Yeah. Yeah. Could I at least be curious of the possibility? Michael, you were going to say something. Yeah. Um, again, kind of a quote from this book uh, I mentioned earlier, but the stories we tell ourselves can run deep. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to have a profound experience and it's quite another to kill a lie that served you a long time especially a lie you've used to cope until you see God the right way. You'll keep going back there. Mm. And, and so I, I think about for me, um, is that I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but I think about the scripture where it's talking about that God was this, he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the, the earthquake or the fire. He, he was in the, the, the still small voice. Yeah. And, and when I've uh, messed up, when I've relapsed, it's like, do I do I hear that still small voice just very gently mm. pulling me back, or is it kind of some of those harsher voices I've heard in my past of just like oh, I can't believe it, you know? Yeah. I can't believe you messed up again. Are you serious? Like, mm. you know, and just kind of that disappointment, that frustration, that kind of heightened emotion, almost near anger. Yeah, and um, and and so retraining my myself to go. Okay, when I hear that, I, I got to believe that's the deceiver. Yeah, that's the enemy. He's a deceiver. He twists things, but God is that still small voice that's just very gently, "Hey, let's come here. Let's let's talk about this. Yeah. Like, what happened, man? What happened, buddy? Like, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk yeah. this over. That Isaiah one eighteen. No mm-hmm. matter how deep the stain of your sins. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I think that that the enemy is so vicious with that that he convinces us that hey, you you're strong enough. You can do this, try this, you know, one drink, you know, one taste of this one glance. And then he's really deceptive in when it pulls us away from our relationship with others and God to go, 
and you can't go home now. Mm-hmm. You've, you've done it now. He's not going to accept you. You, be, mm-hmm. you might as well go find another way to find freedom and healing because he's not going to let you back in the door. Yeah. And what a cruel message. Mm-hmm. Well, and with Celebrate Recovery, I think it was, and I, I had a lot of, I had a lot of great people on my past, but, but, um, who, who I experienced this with, but with, with Celebrate Recovery, it was, it was one of the first times where it was like, okay, I'm gonna really show all my cards here, mm. like really show mm. whether that was sharing my inventory, uh, going to open share, yeah. um, being vulnerable, uh, even just with my introduction and, um, and people not running away. Yeah. And people not running out of the room screaming or looking at me and, and wincing. Uh, and, and just for me to tell myself, man, if if these people are receiving me in this way, how much more so mm-hmm. a loving God not only receives me, but mm. hugs me mm-hmm. and receives me. And, he, and all those things that I've done, uh, he doesn't blink twice about it. And he goes, hey, I still love you. Come here. Let's figure this out. Let's let's grow through this. Yeah. Yeah, so if, if someone's listening and maybe they're in the middle of that cycle believing some of those shame messages, I'm unlovable, I'm not enough, or I'm too much, or I'm stupid, or whatever those core beliefs are, or somehow I'm a failure and God can't still love me. Yeah, I know you say that, but that's for everyone else, mm-hmm. but it's not for me. What would you mm-hmm. say to that person listening? Oh, man. Um <laughs> I would, first of all, I would look at them and go, I get it. I, I, I've lived that. And there are times when I still live in that pattern. And, Mm -hmm. and so you're not alone in that. Just know that you're involved in a war you don't even see against your mind and your heart. And, and so you're not alone in that. So don't give up. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not even get, get past that thinking for, for a few hours or a few days, but, but it really is, I have to, I have to work as part of that recovery process. It works if you work it, right? So I have to work at reprogramming my mind with truth. Well, then what do I do? Mm. Well, if you're, if you're coming on Friday nights, you're getting truth. Yeah. I would even say from a practical, practical standpoint, buy that celebrate recovery Bible. Yeah. Dig into the back and those devotionals dig into Mm -hmm. those, those, those character studies, which I call rip the halo off stories. Nobody in the Bible <laughs> got it perfect. Nobody's got the halo on, right? Exactly. Jesus is the only one who pulled it off. So get in there and line up with some other people, mm. even in the Bible, who struggled, mm-hmm. but they met a Savior who, again, hugged and loved them in that. And 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 so begin to replace that thinking. And it's going to take a, a little while, yeah. but that you're going to be able to replace that. So uh, do that. Get in community. In other words, get mm-hmm. in with, with some other people who who are fellow strugglers, like we do at CR, mm-hmm. but who will help you. You know, call them up and say, "Man, I'm going down. I'm going down deep, real fast yeah. right now. I'm believing." And I do this. One of my one of my accountability brothers. I'll call him up and go, "Dude, I am not doing well today. I'm ready to hang it up." Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and he'll tell me, or he'll say, "Man, tell me what's going on." What's your thought process? Mm-hmm. And usually he'll he'll take me to the word. Let me give you a truth to hang on to today, and he'll pray for me. And that's where it turns the corner. So in community, we don't have to do it alone. So yeah. so I would say, hey, I'm, I'm just like you. I get it. It's just going to take some work. 
it's go, I'm going to need some people in that process, just yeah. like Michael shared with early. Mm-hmm. But you will get beyond this to a point where you can begin to believe what is true about yeah. you. Stimulating our mind with mm-hmm. something new and, and mm-hmm. old patterns are hard to break. And so that's why coming and being around other believers who know and express the authentic Christ, I need you, mm-hmm. Lord, and singing those lyrics. Yeah, singing mm-hmm. those lyrics. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point you to uh, a whole book of songs. And it, it's Psalms. If there's anything that has helped me yeah. in the con in that 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 time of trying to combat that old mm-hmm. thinking, I love the old thing of the Psalm of the day. What's today's date? Read that Psalm. You yeah. know, when you finish thirty or thirty of them, start over on the first of the next month with thirty-one. David was so good at articulating yeah. the very thing we're talking about. God, I feel like you're not there. God, why are you not fighting for mm-hmm. me? What? But then to see where how that being honest and then how God used that to move him into a proper way of thinking. And then David ended up with this assurance that, okay, mm-hmm, I'm going to yeah. get through this because of who God has yeah. said he really is and not what I believed for a little while. Yeah. I was meeting with a guy uh, yesterday morning, actually, we were talking about the Psalms and uh, how um, there's no, I mean, that's such a good book. It covers pretty much every emotion <laughs> you could ever think of. Yeah. And if you read through that, you're going to find something. I'm going to find something. Yeah. Um, and and kind of to what you were saying, David, I was just thinking about kind of a, I know for me, kind of the degree to which I'm vulnerable with safe people in a safe place is kind of the degree to which I, a lot of times experience freedom from my stinking yeah. thinking. Mm. And, <laughs> And just that that level of vulnerability in a safe place with safe people, yeah, it makes all the difference. Because I think the the best tool that I could tell someone is don't be alone. Yeah, don't isolate. Uh, because that's my go to. That's honestly a big coping mechanism of me is to isolate, to cover up. I can't let people in. Mm. And and when I sit there and stew, it just the lies start to yeah. just build and build and it's like i got to get out of myself yeah that's a beautiful part of celebrate recovery too yeah. is is we can come in and david you were talking about the psalms i love that that i was talking to my step study guys about this that isn't it cool like i was reading in psalm 88 it's very descriptive maybe you can go check it out if you're listening but it is just very descriptive to your point of where i am and and i it feels like you left me lord and what I love is we can come into our open share group and the small group guidelines um, allow us space to do that. No one's going to interrupt saying, hey, well, hold on. You shouldn't. You, you don't believe that, right? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, can I just express where I am? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the small group guidelines and celebrate recovery. And and I was talking to them about, can you imagine if the psalmist got in, interrupted in their thought? <laughs> it's like they're right in the middle mm-hmm. of it. It's like, hey, you know who God is. You shouldn't be talking like mm-hmm. that. And, like, no, the healing process was being honest about where we are. And so I'm believing that I'm a failure right now. And I believe that God doesn't love me. I feel like God's left me. And I need to be honest about that so that we can ultimately get to the truth. Mm, that's good. That immediately took me to the book of Job and just thinking how Job, <laughs> you know, he had to learn a lot of things about the heart of God and who God was. But it was interesting that he had three guys, ultimately four, who were speaking what uh, there were a lot of truths wrapped up in that, but the angle they were coming from in that uh, was very much a Job. You have not performed well for God. Mm. Thus, he does not love you. 
and you were being punished. And the reality was that was totally not true. Right. And so even things that sound true, we have to weed through those things. And that's why it's so important, again, to be connected with people that you know you can trust, who handle the word right, yeah. <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of using it as a beating stick, you know? Yeah. And and so, um, yeah, it just made me think of that, of just... Uh, the psalmist being able to be honest. Job was just trying to be honest, and he got beat up for it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And celebrate recovery creates a safe place yes. to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to correct you. Um, we're going to trust the Holy Spirit to bring the right thinking." But part of getting to the right thinking is acknowledging where we are. That's right, and what mm-hmm. we're believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that we talk about in in recovery is just this strength versus wisdom. And Solomon in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs five. Uh, just in this this notion that it's not about uh, walking in strength. I think that's where that performance mm-hmm. and just get it right. Mm-hmm. Even that, you know, we need to work it. The big root of working it is trusting and mm-hmm. just taking the next right choice, the next right step. But, you know, strength versus wisdom says, you know, strength says I can go hang out in the same neighborhoods, listen to the same <laughs> wrong lies and the noise and even look at the same things, hang out with the same people, and I'll be strong enough not to go there again. Mm. Wisdom says, don't go to that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I love about Celebrate Recovery. It takes us to a new neighborhood to listen to God's truth and worship, to be able to have a safe space to organize where we are Mm -hmm. and hear his word and his truth, meet with healthy people in our life that will speak truth, hold us in that space, but then also Hey, what's your thought process? As your mm-hmm. buddy was telling you, right? What's your thought process? Is that off? Mm-hmm. Let's try to get to the root of that. And, and what's really going on here? And how's the enemy lying to you right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. And it, it makes me think, I love this verse, this passage, you know, and always have. But um, for me, when I'm leading worship, whether it's a celebrate recovery or any other context, to think about the true nature of who Jesus is when he said, come to me, Mm. all of you who are weary and burdened. Mm. And I'm thinking about a lot of my weariness and my burdenness is about my own performance, right? I'm weary of me, God. I'll never get it right. I'm burdened by my, you know, (laughs) yeah. But come to me, all of you are weary and burdened, whatever that looks like, and I will give you rest, Mm. you know, and and he calls himself, he is gentle, and lowly, you know, and then he says, you'll find rest for your souls. And it's like, man, there's a gentle, loving father who just invites me to come. Yeah. Just come. That's and, good. and I think great picture as we talk through mm-hmm. this again, it's that thing of, will I give Jesus a chance to show me who he really is? Because if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest with myself, if I look at the, the things I'm saying to beat myself up, I have to really ask myself and think, is that really Christ's yeah. character, would that would that be really what he said? I remember years ago thinking, you know, if I lay down in the floor here for like five days, would God still love me? <laughs> yeah. You know, if I didn't do all the stuff I'm, co- yeah. quote, supposed to do as a good right. Christian. And I had to sit there and go, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing would change. You know, there might be things he wished that, hey, man, I've, I've created you uniquely. There's things that, yeah. that I want you to do for my glory yeah. that you would enjoy. But the reality is, if I sat on my can, yeah. For days. Right. His love will He's not diminish. Yeah. So then it's like, wow, I can respond out of that amazing love. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to do something in gratitude for him. Yeah. And, and kind of to, to bookend that, I just, 
this quote from this book again is, he wants us to learn dependence on him instead of performance. We're learning to trust his power in us. The beauty is we actually fail less in doing so. Mm. And so just that dependence on God that I, I, I don't have anything to prove um, that I can just, I can rest in, in who God is and what he says about me and, uh, and just rest in that. I got one more thing. Yeah. Um, again, referencing Rich Mullins, but he referenced an old theologian one time in a concert, and he said that somebody asked this theologian, what is the most profound statement of Christian theology ever uttered? And this theologian said, Jesus loves me, this I know, mm. for the Bible tells me so. Man, mm. if I can just embrace that, it changes everything. Mm. That's so I good. Well, like I said in the beginning, we could have talked a long time and maybe we'll have a continuing conversation on this. But uh, thank you guys for your wisdom and your hearts. Love you guys dearly. Hey, thanks for listening today. And I just want to tell you, uh, if you're in that place where you're believing some lies about yourself, hey, you're not alone. We all struggle with those negative core beliefs, but we'd love for you to join this, this movement of life change we call recovery. And so don't face that alone. Come see us on a Friday night. Go to fellowshipcr.org for more information. And uh, we would love, we would be honored to walk this journey with you. So come see us on a Friday night. God bless you. We'll see you next time.